ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Every year, billions of animals are on the move. Birds, whales, wild cats, elephants. Facing enormous challenges, migratory species will walk, swim or fly thousands of miles to breed, eat and rest. But this annual pattern of life that has lasted millennia is under serious threat from humans and many species face extinction. The first ever report by the United Nations on the state of the world's migratory species was published last night and it makes for grim reading. Stephen Gunnett is a professor of conservation at Charles Darwin University. He's also an elected councillor for birds with the Convention on Migratory Species and he joined me earlier from Uzbekistan. Professor Stephen Garnett, welcome to the program. Good evening, Patricia. You contributed to the report and you are participating in the UN Wildlife Conservation Conference, COP14, in Uzbekistan, where this report was released. Just how serious is the extinction risk for migratory species? Oh, it's pretty grim. They have a tougher time than many other species because they rely on lots of different countries and lots of different people to look after their habitat. If they all live in the one country or at one, of, one site, then you look after that site and you've looked after the species all by yourself. You don't have to talk to other people. But migratory species go from one country to another, and in each country they need to have their habitat looked after by the people who are there or the governments that are there. So let's take the birds that fly from Russia where they breed through China and down to us, well, we all have to work together to keep them. As a scientific expert on migratory birds, what species are under threat? Well, there's, there's quite a few. There's, I, mean, I look at birds. For Australia, it's our seabirds. Things like albatross will fly off and get caught by fishing fleets. And then there are shorebirds that fly to habitats further north that are being developed for aquaculture. Uh, they're the, the main groups of birds we're interested in. There are lots of others in other countries that get hunted or their habitat gets destroyed or they get um, too many get taken by, by for fishing as a, or pollution. There's lots of different threats they have to get past on their way up and down the world. Why are migratory species critical for the good health of our Earth's ecosystem? They come in in quite large numbers, and so they make, can make a difference to the ecology of the systems they're in. Some of them are you know, the top predators, and so they have effects all the way down through the system. And if you get rid of them, then the ones lower down get too numerous, the ones below that get too few, and it's, it disrupts the whole system to take out these species that move from one part of the world to another. Some species have been showing signs of improving their population numbers. What are some of the positive stories? Oh, well, there's some good ones. Um, there's some, say there's this antelope where I am in Uzbekistan, Saiga antelope, that was going downhill very quickly. There were fences in the way and then they got a disease and they're being overhunted. And then people started working together and the numbers are, are building up in some places. Some of the work that's been done with albatrosses, way back in the 80s, they realised there were lots being taken by fishing fleets. And so they started working with the, with the fishers around the world and they've developed techniques where you can catch fish instead of birds, which is good for the fishing as well. And so some of those populations are, are doing okay. We're starting to show some 
some signs with our migratory shorebirds. Australia played a terrific role with China a few years back, getting their wetlands listed on the World Heritage Register. And, uh, you know, it's the sort of thing where different countries, unsurprising countries, will work together for, for species they both want to keep. The report says because we know what the main drivers of population decline are, we know what the solutions are. So what does the international community need to do, given the point you made about uh, some of these species working outside of the borders that humans create? Yes, things like the high seas. Well, there's now a high seas treaty. There's a treaty being negotiated on plastic pollution. We we hear of lots of conflicts around the world, but there are also So good people working together to try and change policy that will affect people both sides of the border. It's something we've been doing for quite a while. Things like rivers flow from one country to another, so people negotiate river agreements. Well, we're doing that with other environmental pressures, but it takes a lot of time and a lot of talking to get there. It takes a lot of time and a lot of talking. Do we have that time to do this talking? Uh, We've got to talk quickly. Um, no, no. I mean, every, as you'd be aware, everything's accelerating. There's this desperate sense of urgency that we need to to turn things around. I don't know whether we'll make it. We've got new technologies that might make a difference. But yeah, it's it's going to be touch and go. Stephen, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Stephen Garnett is a Professor of Conservation at Charles Darwin University and you're listening to ABC RN Breakfast. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.